Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Welcome, 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 everyone, to another episode of Is It Because I'm Black? I'm your host, Ashley Kaylee, and alongside of me tonight, I have Charles and our special guest on our panel, Ryan Smith. Tonight, we'll be talking about black politics and policies, how they affect our communities, our society, and the USA. Welcome, welcome, Ryan Smith, to the studio. How are you doing tonight, sir? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for having me. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell our studio audience a little bit about yourself before we talk about the topics at hand? Um, okay. My name is Ryan Smith. I'm from the Philadelphia area. Um, I'm the digital content editor for Don Diva magazine, and I also contribute to Ebony magazine and Complex magazine. Uh uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty much what I have going on at the moment in my life. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking time out to spend an hour with us tonight. You know, talking about a few things going on within the Black community. I appreciate you calling in tonight. Yes, sir. I thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, and I'd like to welcome you, Charles, my favorite co-host. How are you doing tonight? Ah, wonderful. You know, these topics I go through every day. So I'm looking forward to this show. Wonderful, wonderful. So this is the first thing I actually want to talk about with you guys tonight. So, you know, the the recent uprise, it's in the last two years of black young men getting shot down and unarmed by white police officers. What do you guys feel may be a big reason why this is happening. Do you think it's because our young men don't know how to interact with the police officers, or do you guys find this to be solely just a racial issue? Um, I feel that the police are not pro- like it, it. It may be um the young men's uh, inability to interact with the police the right way, but it's all it's more so the police um it's a lack of training it's a it's a lot of racism and uh it's a it's a bigger problem than just being able to interact with the police because in, in a lot of these cases the young men weren't able to interact with the police because they were just shot off rip so like uh it, it's a it's a pretty deep issue but it's mostly um police and police don't know how to interact with young black men pretty much and they're scared of them and that that that's what i feel about it's a complex issue it's mm-hmm. a complex issue i agree i agree 
Charles, mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, this issue is not a new issue. It just rose even more to the visual eye in the last two years, especially in 2015. They already have the Miranda rights that the police are supposed to issue. They already have a set, a way that they're supposed to talk to the public. But what's going on is you have older cops that they have the proper training, but they're using their own judgment because black men are racially profiled. And it's actually a a factual fact that some police officers, before they even get out into the field, they're being trained by using targets that look like young black men, that look like black men in general, and they're training them to shoot they're training them to desensitize themselves yeah, to a lot of yeah. different situations. Mm-hmm. They're training them to already be pre- overly prepared to attack with with more than less violence than necessary. If a police officer stops you in a car now, normally before he gets out of his car, he's called three or four backup police cars to back him up. So you're not just talking to one police officer. You're talking to two that's in the car, the two they just called, the two that are coming, and then there's two more. So you already are more than overwhelmed by the amount of police officers, and all of them are yelling at you at the same time. All of them are trigger happy. And what's making it a shame is that the racism is from our own people just as well as the police officer, it's almost like our people that are police officers have to show out even more in front of the white cops to be socially accepted in the police department because they're watching us get shot down. They're right in the midst of the camera view when we're getting harassed and when we're getting beat. And when they know the police officers next to them is in the wrong and not obeying the Miranda rights and not obeying what they're supposed to be uphold, instead of checking them, instead of holding them accountable, they're letting it go. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be the person to rock the boat, and that's the major problem. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I can see that definitely being – that definitely is a problem, and it's like you have to look at it from the, the inside. They're looking at, well, it's it's not somebody in my family, so it's not directly affecting me, and I don't want to lose my job if I report this person. Because a lot of times that's what the issue is, I believe, the the fear of losing your job and your family being affected because you're doing something to protect somebody else that maybe may not be blood directly uh, related to you. And that goes into the kind of moral thing, like, okay, do I risk my life for somebody else? And, you know, that's that's a big issue for me because I would say a life is a life. And I feel like if I were an officer and I was in the mix of that opportunity to save a young black man or woman life now, I would not sit by and watch and say, well, I don't want to lose my job. I can find another job that that person's life can't be replaced. And that's the place I think I'd be in my own mind state. Um Mr. Smith, what do you think that if you are a police officer and you are in the mix of, you know, excessive force being used 
on a young black man or woman, how would you think you would react as an officer? Excuse me, how how would I? How would you react? Like if you were in the mix of seeing uh, excessive force used on a black man or a black woman, uh, what would you think you were, your reaction would be as a police officer? Uh, personal, if it was me personally, I would step in and tell the other officer to chill out, to just handle things the way that we like. You're supposed to like. You're not supposed to be pulling your gun on people without any weapons on them. You're not supposed to be slamming people around if they don't pose a threat to you. Like I would try to be a calming presence there and just try to squash whatever nonsense the uh, the assaulting officer has on his mind because. Like it, me personally, I've been I've been the victim of police brutality. I've had them kick in my door and tase me, and I I don't know why. And like it, it's just a very traumatic experience. Like if the person doesn't get killed, like if they do get killed, it's a traumatic experience for their families and everything else. Like I would try to do whatever I can to make to have people avoid the trauma, pretty much. Like, but that's me personally. Like, I would try to squash the situation. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, first question: What do you guys think? Now, this is a new kind of thing that just recently came up. What do you guys think about the young Muslim young man that made a homemade clock and took it to school for a project? What do you guys think about how the school handled? that particular incident. Do you think it was a racist thing because of his faith because he's Muslim? Or do you guys think it was solely a precaution thing due to the recent uprise of, you know, school attacks and shootings and stuff? What are your views on that? Well, I haven't I I didn't read the whole story but I got the gist of it and I think it I think it's racially motivated i think that if he wasn't if he was a white student they wouldn't have made such a deal out of it but it the way i see it like if he was showing his teacher the clocks like if he was showing his teachers the clock then like why would you show your teachers a bomb that you're bringing into school like it like it doesn't make any sense like you wouldn't be showing that off. You'd be trying to hide it. Like the like, I will admit the clock. It didn't look like a clock. Like it looked suspicious, but I like I would like they have to know the kid and that he wouldn't be planning anything like that. Like it, people just have it in their mind that brown people are terrorists. Like they they label all of them that way, and I think that um. I think that it was racially motivated to have him handcuffed and arrested. And again, another traumatic situation for that kid, another traumatic experience. I don't think that a white kid would have had to uh, go through that at all. Definitely. Um, I personally believe it it was definitely uh, racially motivated, especially considering um, where it happened at, the state it happened in. Um, Mm. And and I, I looked at the pictures of the the clock um, that the young man had, and I'll just say 
it did look very unique. It didn't look like any clock that I ever seen. But mm-hmm. also I looked at the fact of I looked at the kid's track record as far as school. The yeah. kid was, you know, a straight A student. This kid didn't have trouble, didn't have like no uh incidents of, you know, stabbing the kid with a pencil or, you know, cussing out his teacher. He didn't have any prior um incidents that would throw up a red flag, like maybe this could be something else. And then the mm-hmm. whole thing of if you're going to attack a school, why would you show your teacher knowing that they would react if this was a bomb or some type of device that could harm the students? Mm-hmm. And, and I also believe that if it were a white student, I believe they would have handled it differently. I don't think they would have handcuffed him in front of everybody. I don't think um, they would have automatically assumed there was a bomb at all. I would I would first just make like my assumption, they would think, okay, well, it's a, a clock that's not all the way finished. Because that's what it looked like to me, like the clock wasn't finished yet. So it still mm-hmm. kind of had a lot of the live wires kind of out there. It looked like he was still trying to work on assembling it. Um, but then you have to look at he's made clocks before. So if you look at the other things that he's made, they look similar. So he makes this particular style type of clock. Maybe that's how he knows how to make them. You know, so if you look back at his history, you'll be able to see that this kid is just a kid just making a project. Um, and I find it kind of sad that now they want to open up these doors. Harvard all of a sudden wants to offer, you know, him a scholarship, and these schools all of a sudden want to offer him a scholarship just solely on the fact of this incident, of this racial incident. Well, I believe the young man could have got accepted to Harvard just basically off his intellect. So it's kind of like a bittersweet thing. He may be getting a opportunity of a lifetime but for what but for what um at what cost yeah you know it's like this is gonna this is something that he can't never forget when he has kids they'll be able to, to google it and search it and see it it's not mm-hmm. something like oh he can brush off his shoulders it's gonna be there for a lifetime and that's really sad um that that happened and they treat people that are of the Muslim faith very differently. Um and, and it's like they are they are like the black people of their of the religion side of things. Like we are mm-hmm. the, you know, people that are black are the black people of you know, other colors and creeds. So it's it's like you can mm-hmm. look at it from that point of view, it's a discrimination. Especially here in the United States the discrimination is very, very heavy. Um mm-hmm. with people that are Muslim. Yep. Yep, and it is it, like it, brown people. Like they, ever since September 11th, they've been labeled as terrorists. Even and now we see even the kids like are going to be viewed that way. So, so yeah, I just hope that uh, Muslim parents and parents of brown children, because it does, they don't even have to be Muslim. Like it can be any brown kid. Any brown person, they're going to be viewed as a terrorist looking to hurt everybody. And I think that uh, parents need to start training their kids accordingly to uh, move and like just know that people view them this way. Yeah, Pretty, very true. Mm-hmm. Very true, yeah. very true. Charles, what do you think about that, the incident? Well... Instantaneously, see, people don't understand 
what that incident really means. It means that, but all that is is, is already hidden because with with the ISIS thing going on, and since ISIS is, is ran by the CIA, they they put them out there to make you dislike Muslims. They wanted to do that on purpose. The ones who the, the ones that were already in Vegas when the nine eleven incident happened and had all the blueprints and everything that they were going to do before they did it, all of those were graduated summa cum laude, high grade college students that never had priors or different things of that nature. They're not. They're looking at the, at the record. They're looking at his record because his record's so clean that he could be recruiter or different things of that nature, but they don't understand that most of the people in that little ISIS thing are not even Muslim. Most of the people that are wearing that mask in the ISIS regime are not even Muslim. A couple of them got military tats that they try to cover up under their sleeves. But one of them idiots rolled up their sleeve one day, and you can clearly see it's a military tat, a a United States military tat. They want to use that boy as an example of that we, you know, we don't we don't trust in any of you because of the incident because they already know that the whole Black Lives Matter thing is is, is already out real, real big. Then they needed another thing to set another group. This is religious profiling because if you're they're they're assuming because you're of a Muslim religion that you automatically hate America and you want to blow it up and different things of that nature. That's what they're automatically assuming. And if you actually are like Arabic or nationalities in that genre, they're saying, okay, yeah, you absolutely hate us. We're going to get you before you get us. That was wrong the way they did that, boy. And it was wrong how they televised it. And, of course, Harvard and all of them want Harvard and Yale and all of them want to open up scholarships to them. One of the oldest fraternal organizations, Skull and Bones, which Bush and them is a part of, is from Yale. That's a Yale-based fraternity. Mm-hmm. Of, of course they want them in Harvard. They want to get them educated, and they're using that to ruin his life socially. Because because the way they took the camera view, you always know what his face looks like. Mm-hmm. He has the opportunity of a lifetime. But they want everybody in America to know that there's a Muslim faith that will easily arrest you. But then after we arrest you and got what we wanted out of you publicly, here's your reward. You can go to Harvard now. Because they already knew what type of clocks made in the past. That's why this is so stupid. They already know the same types of clocks that he made in the past. They ain't never arrested them in the past, so why are you going to arrest them in the present? How everything was culminating in 2015, they want the tidal wave of animosity to be so high this year for some reason. They want it high just like the Rodney King riots. They want you always nervous. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's a shame, like, they put they put all that up, they put all that in the retrospective because they want you to see his face because there were things of this nature. What if they not saying they would do it? If they arrested him and he 
even shrugged his shoulder a little bit and moved his shoulder. One of the cops would beat the hell out that child. Mm-hmm. They don't want them problems because the entire religious group will be all over the police departments. Oh, yeah. All over all of them. They don't want that. They want small incidents when people are just riot instead of going after the entire police department. And then, like, I, I looked at I looked at the story, I looked at the clock, and I looked at what he did in the past. I said, he has not had an arrest record on his record, period. And he's made these type of clocks before. Why all of a sudden this year, at this time, at this moment, now this clock is, oh, man, it's about to do something, this, 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 y'all full of shit. They did mm-hmm. that for a reason. They did right. that as a warning. And that's the thing, yeah. like, if it was a warning, like, okay, I understand. Let's say, let's say, okay, in the past he made that clock in the past. And let's say they told him, well, we prefer you for you to make this style clock due to the recent incidents uh, going on, you know, within the school district. You would, you would, you know, kindly ask if you don't make this type of clock. They never not gave him a warning all the years prior he made that particular type of clock. You know, so that goes into why choose now. You didn't give him a warning before. It is not like you try like pull him to the side about the clock or anything. Like you made it very big in front of people, almost like to embarrass the young man. And that young man doesn't even want to go back to that school, which is gonna tarnish that school record and People of the, the Muslim faith that go to the school are going to want to pull their students out because they're going to feel like their school is not a safe environment for their students. Because it's almost like you didn't give that young man a voice. You didn't even give him a chance to explain. You just automatically, well, yep, you're a terrorist. You're trying to blow up our school. We're going to handcuff you. They didn't even give him a chance to explain anything. And that's that's a, a real sad case right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. So you gentlemen, do you guys have any topics you like to bring to the table tonight? Hmm. Uh, uh, I I didn't personally. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. okay. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Charles? I know you had a topic you want to bring to the table tonight. The uh, black people's spending power and why they're not using it correctly. Ooh, black economics, black economics. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Black yeah. economics. This is this is my view on black economics. Um, I believe that we are we are some of the biggest consumers of a lot of things, um, whether it's hair products, clothing, shoes, cars. We, you know, we are a big consumer in those things. Um, I believe as a people, we should invest our money more into black-owned things. Now, I'm not saying we need to just say, okay, well, if it's not black, I'm not buying it. I'm not saying that because as a society, we have to check and balance each other. But, I mean, what's wrong with investing your money into a black bank? you know, or, you know, buying black-owned, if there's a black-owned grocery store buying food from a black-owned grocery store, because if you're so busy spending your money elsewhere and not putting it within your own people, our own economic system is going to fail like it is now. Um, 
within our own selves. There's, there's several black-owned banks that I recently just learned about. And in my mind, I'm like, why don't people invest money into them? One, people are not aware of it. I wasn't aware of it, and I read all the time. So that tells me that information is not out there like it should be. Um, it's not known. Two, people kind of think, well, who cares? A bank is a bank. And then three, uh, I believe a lot of a lot of black people have in their minds that if I say I'm only going to do something within my own race of people, then it makes me look racist. To me, I don't see it that way. I see it as you're empowering your own people. I don't see it as a, a racist thing. It's not like you're walking around, you know, screaming black power and fuck every other race. I'm just saying I'm taking care of my own within my own, and then I'll branch out if my own doesn't happen. I don't think that's a problem. Uh, what do you think about that, Ryan Smith? Well, when it when it comes to the black dollar, um, our I believe our we that's our power pretty much, like more than anything else. We're consumers. Our buying power, I believe, is three trillion dollars. Like if we controlled. Like our voices would be heard if we if we dictated where our dollars went more, if we stopped supporting businesses that don't have any of our interests at heart and started supporting our own businesses and businesses that do support the black community, then we would be taken a lot more seriously because that's that's our our power is in our wallets, so we need to start spending better, start putting that money, start spending more strategically, and maybe we'll be taken more seriously once we do. So that that's how I feel about uh, black buying power, like the black buying power, for the most part. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. What do you think about it? The thing about it is, and I go over this a lot, we as a people have collectively and mentally been duped into we can't do this without them. And when I say them, I mean the government. Like we really believe that we can't do this without them. And that dependency is why our dollars are always consumed by them. They've made it so hard for black-owned businesses to come up because black-owned businesses have to pay a higher cost to get the materials they need to produce. And charge them. Yep. And, and since, they, since they've charged them a higher rate, to get what they need to produce what we need, they have to charge us more. So we'll walk in a black-owned store or facility of that nature, and then the, the prices look outlandish to us. Well, we can just go to Walmart or go to Meyer and, and see the rollover prices that's making our pockets look, making our dollar look like it, looking like it stretched more. But it's probably a poorly made item. But we're thinking about what's the cheapest. They know that. That's why all of these black-owned businesses, a lot of these black-owned businesses get get our consumer dollar, but not enough because they charge so high. 
Like you could get at Walmart five T shirts in some areas for twenty dollars. You go to a black owned store that actually has shirts of different things of that nature, one T shirt is thirty five dollars. And 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 that's just a tall tee. A tall tee can be thirty twenty five to thirty five dollars. Don't let it have nothing written on it. It's almost forty dollars. But you can get five shirts for twenty dollars at Walmart. They know how to manipulate our dollars so well because we willingly give it to them. It is not racist at all to want to build our nation for once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and a lot of us are so stupid because we we like what they have to offer, but on the background they're saying, "Ah, look at these dumb little such and such such and such such." such. Most of these high quality products that come from these different manufacturers or these different artists, like Prada, Gucci, and all the people, all of these Italian name people really don't even like black people as they're black. It's in their genetics that they're black. But they don't like black people. And they're actually laughing their asses off at you. Mm-hmm. Like a couple, quite a few years ago, when Tommy Hilfiger was like super, super big, Tommy Hilfiger made a statement saying that if he knew black people were going to buy his clothes, he would have never made them. As soon as he made that statement, the income he was receiving from black people dwindled to about 60-70%. That next two weeks, three weeks later, Tyrese was modeling his clothes. Tyson Bethel was modeling his clothes. Aaliyah had his clothes on. He knew he fucked up. He knew where the... He knew that even their own people don't buy his product like we buy it. Yeah. So he had to clean up that racial remark, but that's really how they feel. Mm-hmm. With a black dollar, it's not, if people think it's hard, but it's not. We're closing down buildings every freaking day. You could get it. You could, if people that want to invest in the community, so this is how we could dominate. If we invest in our own community, a lot of things that they do in our community won't be tolerated. It's, it's a list, but it's only 21 black banks in the United States. It's only 21 black banks, and they're in certain areas. And if you didn't know have the list of these black banks, you wouldn't even know they existed. They're black-owned banks. Mm-hmm. If we, as a community, if you have a community that's 80% black, there's no reason why... The Arab, my Arabic brothers and sisters, and I still call them my brothers and sisters, even though I know their history with us. They were not owned so many stores. Why is it they can pop up a store that we don't need in our community and it flourish? They'll throw, they'll destroy a work, they'll destroy a hardware store. They'll build a liquor store, and the liquor store will be the best thing smoking. Because mm-hmm. they don't want us. They don't want us using our brains for something other than buying their liquor they're purchasing. And I'm not against a liquor store if it's used properly. But they literally, in my in my community, they literally destroyed a hardware store that's been there about 30 years to open up a liquor store. And everybody can keep their face out the liquor store. And I'm like, wow. 
And we don't we don't own enough builders. We don't own enough strip malls. We don't own enough because our community as a whole don't want to invest the money in it. We could take over a lot of stuff. The police's main focus is to police our neighborhoods because things are going on. I'm not saying every black person is a fake because that would be a bold-faced lie. There's a lot of our people who do dumbass dumb shit, dastardly shit. A lot of our people deserve to be in prison. But the hit-and-win ratio of how many people they actually put in prison and the ones that deserved it is so one-sided. It's not even funny. When they when they created gangs, they created gangs to protect the neighborhood. Originally, that was their original purpose. And then the original purpose got deferred. Yep. Police officers, the badge itself goes all the way back to slavery days, and that's what the the overseers had their their their, their police force, which was main job was to get and capture and bring slaves back to the plantations they, they ran away from. That's what that badge was made for. They're, they're telling you it's to protect the service, but who is you protecting the service? You're, you're protecting the service who, uh, who you work for. If we locked out our own communities, what would be the purpose of police officers being there? True. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's the thing. They want us buying all these foreign cars. Well, we have so many. We have some of the brightest minds in our nation that has ever existed. I'm not talking about the United States. I'm talking about just in the black nation. We have some of the brightest minds that are ever coming out of anywhere. We got 14-year-olds that, that the doors have been opened where they have scholarships for every university in the country. We got brothers and sisters from another country, from Africa, that's building water duct systems, that's building lights out of material that you can't even really build a light out of. You mean to tell me we can't make a car? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That's, that's, our, that's our problem. We don't want to build our community. We want everybody else to help us destroy our community, but we don't want to call it that. Because if you don't know if you don't know how to use your black dollars, my sisters, I love my sisters. The weave community or the people who purchase weave, I know women now. Some in some in my household. I've seen my niece take a six hundred to seven hundred dollar check and half her check to buy some weave. That's four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars worth of two packs of hair. Four hundred dollars worth of two packs of hair. That she's probably going to wear for a month, two months, three months, maybe six months. She'll probably get her money out of it, but that's what I'm saying. With all that money that's just being consumed just in that one area, we buy eighty thousand dollar cars, ninety thousand dollar cars, but we have a one bedroom apartment. It doesn't make sense. Like, we don't buy what we need. We can grow what the hell we want to grow. Your hands ain't broke. There's enough vegetables. There's enough YouTube videos to learn how to do your own greenhouse. We don't want to do these things. But we want to complain about how how our communities are going down and get bent over and how 
We always play the blame game, but we now play the responsibility game. We can run all of this. My community is small. It's about 25,000. If 15,000 out of 25,000 of us in my community just started building our own stuff, we could flip my community all the way over, and the police would look stupid. They wouldn't have nothing to do. They'd be driving around, and they'd make up a, they'd make up a crime scene. Hmm. They do it on yeah. anyway. Mhm. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know what? I thought of a topic I wanted to cover today. Okay. Um, okay. It, it's just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you weren't finished, but it's it's just been annoying me that like whenever people say black lives matter or speak out about police brutality that people come back and say, Oh, but what about the black on black crime? Like, like mm-hmm. why, why, why aren't you outraged over black and black, black on black crime? Well, like I just wanted to know, like, where is all the silence on black and, on black crime? Because the community isn't silent on black on right. black crime. There's people who, devote their whole lives to combating black-on-black crime. And the and the majority of the people saying what about black-on-black crime don't give a damn about any black-on-black crime. So, like, it, it's just something that annoys me pretty much when somebody comes up with that because people have been trying to get an answer for the violence, and that answer isn't as simple as the police need to stop killing people because the police are they're they're there to protect the community. They're not there to hurt the community. And like it's their job to keep everybody safe, but they're a harm to everybody. But black on black crime it's a much deeper issue. It's a deep psychological issue that's been ingrained in us for decades and centuries that nobody uh that nobody can get to the bottom of. So I'm sorry that 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 just irked me today because I saw Richard Sermon say, "What about black on black crime?" Richard Sermon of the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and like I've been I've been with him on most of the things that he says, but that really irked me because like he should know that black people aren't silent on it just because it's not in the news, just because it's not in your face, doesn't mean that it's not happening. Um, Very true. Very true. Uh, I actually was speaking about that um, not too long ago. I was speaking about that. I feel with the whole what about black on black crime, and this is how I see it. If Jamal, you know, Jamal kills Jacquees, Jamal is going to jail. They're gonna find Jamal, Mm -hmm. and they're gonna put him in jail. Now, Mm -hmm. if Officer Johnny kills Jamal, Officer Johnny, just because he's white, has a lesser chance of going to jail. I'm not going to say every time he's not going, but the likelihood of him going to jail is not high. Mm-hmm. One, because he's an officer. One, because he's white and a person who killed with a, a, a cop, somebody of color. I'm not going to even just say black, but somebody of color. Mm-hmm. Um, that right there is, is I've seen for myself. I've seen where I'm from in my city where a black person killed a black person, the next day they found him. Where an officer pulled over a woman, made her strip naked in the middle of the street to search her, 
didn't get no type of no no type of papers, didn't get uh, you know, pink slip, nothing. They just said, Well, he was doing his job and you know, maybe he's a little bit excessive, we're gonna have him take a class and he'll be all right. Or you he sat there and made a woman strip in the middle of a street. You know, mm, and Jesus that's Christ. one thing. Yeah, and that's one thing I've I've seen before my eyes, like the whole yeah, black on black crime is an issue. Because that's a that's a self genocide issue. That's us killing ourselves. We already have other people doing it. Why do we need to do it ourselves? Yes, that's a problem. But mm-hmm. it's it's not so much of a problem of people are not getting the punishment for it. The problem is why do it in the first place? It's not a punishment mm-hmm. issue. Because they're being punished for doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, even I was looking at, you know, people saying, well, you know, all lives matter. Yeah. Of course all lives matter. Yeah, but all been... lives are not the ones getting taken out. Mm-hmm. It's people of color. It's the Native Americans. It's the black. It's the Latino. It's people with mental issues. They're killing people that have mental problems. Mm-hmm. Like people that... Clearly, you can see you're not straight in the mind that killing them. Yep. Solely based and on the fact that, like, okay, they're out their mind. We can say they had an episode, and that's why we have to kill them. And it would seem and, that police police are trained to deal with mentally ill people. It would seem that way. But right. Then, then if you then you get a case case like Tanisha Anderson, and she gets slammed into the sidewalk because she's manic. At the time, like the police, need, the police, they, they, I, I, I believe that they are trained on how to deal with that situation. A woman, she's manic and going through something. Like, you, why slam her on the ground? But as, but as I said, as I said before, I'm bipolar and it's happened to me. Like, like, like I got my door kicked in and tased, and because I was having a manic episode, and I still don't know why. And nobody's explained to me why or any of that, but it happened. And, like, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just glad that they didn't have their guns drawn when they came through the door. And, right. Yeah. So I'm just happy to be here after that. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. And mm-hmm. uh, that's another thing is also um, with this issue with people that have mental problems. There was a case in London where a man was, Wielding a sword. Now this guy had a weapon. He he's having a schizophrenic episode. He's wielding a sword, butt naked in the middle of the street, wielding a sword toward officers running at them. They didn't fire not one shot. Mm-hmm. They didn't slam him to the ground. They calmly spoke to the man and got the man to calm down enough so that they could get him mental help. They didn't throw him to the ground. They didn't shoot him. And in that case, if they would have shot that man, they would have had just cause because he had a sword running toward them with a object that could clearly hurt you. Yeah. You know, and, and they didn't do anything. And, and that case, you know, brought my attention to the, the case of the military that, you know, yeah. that got shot, that had, was having a mental episode, and they shot and killed him. You know, mm-hmm. and... You know, or even the 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 young man, the the white young man who had headphones on. You know, he mm-hmm. couldn't hear. He couldn't hear the officers telling him not to walk forward. In my mind, mm-hmm. I know you can see the headphones in his head. He can't mm-hmm. see what music playing in his head. 
you know, and they yep. shot him. And he was mm-hmm. white, and all of a sudden, shot him was white. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of times, when I look at different things like that, people say, well, maybe that's propaganda. You know, they did that to say, well, it's not just black people getting killed, white people getting killed too. It may be. But mm. the way I see it is it's a thing of power. It's showing it don't matter if you're white. It don't matter if you're black, Mexican. It don't matter if you're poor or rich. We have mm-hmm. more power over you. We watch over you at night so that you can sit nice and comfy in your, in your bed and sleep. We watch over you so we have more power. And with those kind of things, I see it as more of like a power trip. And I don't think it's that, oh, well, the officers aren't being trained properly. I believe mm-hmm. they're getting trained to do the things that they're doing. It's not like they're making some of this stuff up in their mind. No, they're, yeah. they're getting trained to do these things. Uh, my own brother, now, my uh, my little brother, my little brother is 6'4", 215 pounds. He's a black, you know, young man. We were in Texas. And my brother is at an event with my mother uh, helping old military vets. this like 4th of July. And just because my brother... Uh, for the description of somebody that got in a fight, they handcuffed my brother. So they handcuffed him, didn't explain why they handcuffed him, didn't say he was under arrest. They just handcuffed him in front of all these crowds of people, and they were trying to force him to get on his knees in front of all these people. Now, my brother didn't budge. Now, my brother not budging and going to their will to get on his knees could have caused my brother to get shot because they could have said he was being defiant that he was existing arrest. They could have twisted that story all types of ways. And I truly believe the only reason why something did not happen to him is because there were so many witnesses. Now, if you got three or four witnesses, the cops could say they're lying. If you got 10 to 15, that's kind of hard to twist 10 to 15 different stories. You know, and that's mm-hmm. a, a real bad case that it's like you got to have a crowd of people when somebody's getting arrested or a story's going to get twisted. Yeah. 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 Your your story, the story you told about the um guy in the guy in angling with the sword, it reminded me of a story I wrote. It's kind of a tangent, but um in January in Staten Island, they arrested a white man with thousands of boxes of cigarettes that he planned to sell to people. But he was probably he was probably Eric Garner's supplier. He was probably where Eric Garner got his cigarettes. But he he was taken in alive. But Eric Garner is dead today because he was selling some cigarettes on the street. Like it it's it's just it's just wild to look at how things actually are. And it's deeper than um it's deeper than the surface of everything. Like it like it really seems like they are trained to take out black people for doing whatever. But that that was um that was just something I wanted to bring up too, that the supplier this guy who was supplying Staten Island with loose cigarettes, he was arrested and taken in peacefully. But Eric Garner he was selling a few Lucy's and he was choked out to death. He was choked to death. Um, yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. bad right there. Uh, Charles, what do you think about it? Everything? Or just this portion? Um, just the pieces, whatever piece you think you 
you want to speak on? You know, I speak on everything. So let me lay it down. The whole, I got to go from the rooter to the tutor. Everybody start doing that all lives matter stuff to move it away from black people was getting killed at a more rapid rate than any other particular rate. So they wanted to jump and put their two cents in to say all lives matter. And the, and the most interesting thing is celebrities, black celebrities, to try to make it feasible to say that statement were the ones that start saying it the most and they were getting slandered by it. We are targeted because we're the only race, racial group, that has ever been put, that I know of, that has ever been put as an as a actual physical target and target practice for police officers. They didn't target practice and put a Chinese face on the paper. They didn't put a bunch of white people faces on the paper. They didn't put a bunch of Spanish people faces on the paper. They literally copied and created bunches and groups of sheets with black men's faces on it mm. for target practice. That's unheard of. Yeah. And yeah, then when they that. did that, when they did that for a whole police department, that made me believe, not in a conspiracy theory, if one police department did this, how many other police departments that they're not allowing the news to go in the back and see what they're really doing are really doing it? They're always going to treat them nicer than us. We just don't want to face the music because in order to control a nation of people, you need their people to help you do it. You just can't do it by yourself. The government has power, unlimited resources. We don't have unlimited resources, but we can create unlimited resources. But they use our people to kill our people. They use our people to find out the weaknesses we have, and then they develop strategies in order to take us out. But they use us to they use us to abuse us. First, they were just killing men after men after men after men after men after men after men. That wasn't getting the message across. Now they started handcuffing, and it's weird. Everybody is behind their whooping and killing. Their handcuffings are behind their back, so they absolutely can't fight you back. Then they're just beating you into oblivion. They start doing that more and more and more and more to women. I don't know who this woman was, but the woman I was on the high while the highway traffic was going on, and a police officer was on top of her, punching her in her face. He was punching her in her face while she was a man. There was no way she could have blocked no blow that went to her face. He could have gave her a concussion or anything. They're slamming women on the they're slamming women on their faces on concrete floors, on curves. They're slamming pregnant black women and tasing on top of that after the woman says, and you can physically see it, I'm pregnant. I'm not only pregnant. I'm eight months pregnant. Why are you using a taser on an eight-month pregnant woman and slamming mm-hmm. her to the ground? 
if she dies, that's justifiable homicide because you have a bad? Is, is that what we do? Everybody with a half a brain knows that all lives matter, but all lives are not getting targeted. They're, they're, they're getting scared because sooner or later, if this fiasco keeps going on, you will have to really use all lives matter because the whites will be getting shot more and more and more frequently. You killed, they killed, in 2015, they killed almost 50 to 60 black people, men, women, and children. One cop, two cops get killed. It's a national incident. Every union that's for the police officers is banded together. This is atrocious. The police officers are getting targeted. They're ready, they're ready to call the president. We need backup. We need military support. Two of you got killed. You killed 60 of us. And we're the ones that normally are not really doing the killing because you've made a lot of people your enemies. Not just our people. They just want to make us the butt of every joke and the focus of every conversation because they do target us. They target us like it's, it's rabbit season or duck season all at the same time. People are not getting that through your head. A lot of a lot of a lot of government officials, a lot of people that are in the hierarchy are not your friends. I don't care if they're the same color of your skin. It's a black preacher that dogs black people all the time. And he's supposed to be a preacher for God. Pastor and he Manning. dogs black people all the time. Pastor Manning. Yeah. It's a, um, I got his YouTube. I got his YouTube because what he was saying was atrocious. He said the slavery should have never stopped. He said yeah. we need, he said that black people need people over us because we don't know how to conduct ourselves. And he was preaching out on the pool pit. Mm-hmm. With using leadership or what we so-called leadership to downgrade us, we don't have a pocket or what to throw it out of us. When I first saw the All Lives Matter, I said, that's common sense. All lives do matter. Are they killing everybody? In a massive media they're, they're massively murdering us and putting it on media for ratings, for views. It's a massive kill. Then they are, the police officers are all the way around getting out of hand. They beat them white people too, but they're giving white people more chances before they put their hands on them. I see the white, I see the two white people drunk in a restaurant. They was cussing, they was belligerent. They spit in the police officer's face. The police officer didn't do nothing but try to get them out of the restaurant. Then after they continued pushing, even punching on the police officer, then he acted. And we ask you, why are you arresting us? Don't resist me, and then you get thrown on the ground. How does that work? They're slamming slamming white people, too, but it's taking so much. And then they're like, well, you know, and then there's a whole slew of Caucasian people that are entering the conversation that don't need to enter the conversation because they're not getting killed. Mm -hmm. They're saying, well, you know, you don't know the whole video. They probably did something 
that warranted the police officer to do that. The police officer doing their job. If you read the Miranda rights, so what the police officer was supposed to do to an assailant or to somebody before they arrest them, they're not obeying none of the laws. They're making up laws as they go along in their particular police precinct. But they're not seeing that. They say, well, every time something happens, you just make it like the police officer is bad. Not all police officers are bad. No, they're not. But every police officer that knows a police officer that does racist shit, and you don't say nothing, you're bad. Every black police officer who tries to make an example out of us to oppress a white police officer, you're bad, just like them. You're all balled up in the same pile of bullshit because you're allowing the shit to go down. Every police officer knows who's racist in their police department. All of them do. But everybody for self, the police officers, the police department that I've seen with my own physical eyes is the most selfish, self-centered group of bastards and women I've ever seen in my life because they want to make sure they get they come home to see their families. And I understand that. That's what you should want. You should want to see your families. But once you made that pledge, you're supposed to be there for justice. You took a job that might end your life. That's what you did as a police officer. You took a job that might get you killed. But you're still supposed to uphold the justice system of what's supposed to go down and what's not supposed to go down. But if you look at those videos very, very carefully, there's not one or there's not too many videos that a black police officer is not in the midst of the video telling you, the cameraman, to move away from the situation. And if you look right behind them, the assailant or the person they assume is the assailant is getting their ass whooped, is getting beat the hell up. The black officers are there, and they're standing like statues. Like they're, 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 looking, they're looking at the mayhem. You don't see, you've never seen a black police officer pull another white police officer off of somebody. You never see that. You see them assisting them. You never see them pull off nobody. Mm-hmm. When they when they killed that man after sagging his pants, and it always was plays in my mind. I looked at it. It was three white police officers in that in that cell that was holding my man down, while the one white police officer was electrocuting him in his behind until he died because he had a he had a, a medical condition, and he they knew about the medical condition. It was stated he had a medical condition, and they shocked him for like five minutes until he died. It was two black police officers standing straight the hell up right in the cell with the other white police officers, and they didn't do nothing. They were looking down at my man getting tortured because you're not supposed to use a taser on a human's body for five minutes. That's 15,000, almost 150,000 volts of electricity going through somebody's body, especially if the person has a pacemaker. Mm-hmm. But they stood there, and then... They want to, uh, people of all different races and creeds, well, you know, my best friend is officer. I don't give a fuck who your best friend is. Does your best friend know racist cops in his precinct? Is he doing anything about it? If he's not doing nothing, then he knows he's just, he's just as far. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very much so. Very much so, very much so. So you guys, you know, this right here has been a powerful segment we have had tonight, bringing, bringing to light a couple issues within 
our own various communities in society, um, you know, just seeing how black people are being treated in a whole, men and women, children. Um, and and it's, it's, it's an issue that is not going to take one day to change. It's, it's not going to take a year. It's going to take years to change because, like we stated earlier during the show, this is not something that's new. It's, it's something that's new to the public eye because due to social media and, you know, people, the, the new generation of kids wanting to speak out is why it's more prevalent known now. Um, but I appreciate each and every, you know, each and every one of our young men and women, you know, that have taken a stand for us as a people. I appreciate them because without a voice, we'll never be heard. Will always forever be the minority is actually the majority, and will always be that way. Um, do you guys have any closing statements for the show tonight? Um, I just uh, I'd like to uh, encourage everybody to go check out dondivamag.com. That's uh, Don Diva's online magazine. We come with some good information on there, but uh, just to all my Black people, all, all people of color, we just have to, uh, like it sounds cliche to say, but keep hope alive and keep moving forward and keep, uh, we have to unite and we have to, we have to just prosper and however we, however we can to, uh, cause things are going to improve one day. I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, but we have to make, we have to work to try to make things better for future generations. So, yeah, let's keep, let's let's band together, let's work together, and let's get the job done for the future. Definitely, definitely. Charles, you have any closing remarks for this show tonight, sir? No, I'd just like to say it was an honor to, to be on the stage with you, sir, and and the queen, and this was a lot of pertinent information that we just spewed out today. So, I'm I'm more than satisfied. Yes, yes, I'm I'm very honored to be on the show too. Thank you, thank you for having me. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, tonight I like to close out the show with this poem I wrote titled "Is It Because I'm Black." It's because I'm black when I walk into a room, you hold your purse closer. Tap your hand on your back pocket. It's because I'm black I cannot get married or have children because you are afraid to turn out like me. It's because I'm black I get slain to the street. Shit, I can't even carry Skittles in Arizona sweet. There's no J-U-S-T-I-C-E for me. Did you know under the Declaration of Independence, I'm classified as property, but the same document has audacity say all men are created equal. It's because I'm black you're frightened of me, and you don't want to see me in a crowd of your people. And no, I'm not referring black as a complexion, but rather epidemic of people who face adversity. I really thought we were supposed to be a nation of diversity. How dare you call me black because I do not fit neatly in your box. 
I am black because of my skin complexion. I am black because of my sexual orientation. And no, I'm not gay, but a sexual. And many don't know what it means. I'd rather have you in my mind than my body anytime. And I am black because I'm not a Democrat, but rather a liberal. Hell, I just want to say I'm black for the hell of it. There are more us than them, Christians, Catholics, Muslims, Jews, whether you're dark-skinned, light-skinned, green, purple, or blue, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or liberal, gay or straight, we are all black. But I want to ask the ones on Capitol Hill who claim they've never been black. Have you ever had the one judge you for being you? If so, then I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But you have been blessed. You guys, I really, <laughs> mm. I, I really, <laughs> I really appreciate yeah. you guys tonight. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I was over here snapping for your call. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, gentlemen, tonight, Mr. Smith, Charles, guys, this has been a wonderful show. And, Mr. Smith, I'd love to have you on another future episode of Is It Because I'm Black to speak with us as well. Uh, this has been a wonderful show, and I'd like to tell you guys thank you. And to our studio audience members, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Is It Because I'm Black. I am Ashley K. Lee, and tonight I had Ryan Smith on the panel alongside me as always. Charles, we are over and out. Have a wonderful night. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.